0: Hey, wrestling nerds, you're about to sink your ear holes into a big old serving of the motherfucking IndieCast. For over eight years, the best of independent wrestling interviews, pop fing culture, debates over topics like breakfast cereals and the Muppets, plus more innuendo than you could shake a goddamn stick at. So here is Maximus Chad Allen. Sticky fucking steamboat zach romero and occasionally duchess on Fingerbang, bang luna lynn as they bring you the fucking Cast exclusively on the wrestling nerds radio network greetings everybody welcome once again to the indycast uh chad allen zach romero both here with you, uh, as always. Zach, how you doing, buddy?
1: Doing wonderful, Chad. Thank you for asking. Uh, it feels good. It feels good to get back in the swing of things.
0: I know, right? I've been gone for so long on my spiritual journey that now I'm finally back, and and we've got we've got a killer guest uh, in with us here. One that we've actually been looking to try to have on for a little while, and then my spiritual journey started. So, uh, <laughs> so we will uh, we will get to. I'm I'm excited to. I you can't. I'm stuttering over my words already. This is how excited uh, I am to have him on here, ladies and gentlemen. The Loudmouth is with us. The uh, first ever, and for a while, only <laughs> longest reigning action wrestling champion, AC Mack is on with us. AC Mack, welcome right. to the IndyCast. That's yeah.
2: right. Thanks for having me. The best guest, the loudest guest, the mouthpiece, back of all trades, AC Mack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it, so- well, uh, AC, we are going to start every episode the same way we do always, and that is what we, uh, what we like to call the lightning round. That is where we get rid of some of the really dumb, obvious podcast questions you've probably answered a billion times before. <laughs> uh, you can answer them as quickly or uh, as long as you would prefer, uh, but just to let you know, we will probably fall off the rails by about question two. Um, so, uh, question one, here's the really cheesy one. We're going to get it out of the way right now. Rip off the Band-Aid. Who trained you and when did you debut?
2: Boom. AR Fox trained me, one of the best wrestlers in the world. I believe that to the core. Um, I debuted in June of 2016. That was my first wrestling match. Very nice. Uh,
0: what is your first wrestling memory? My
2: first, ooh, God. My first wrestling memory, um, I was probably in the fourth or fifth grade. I'm in the hallway, and I have a, I see a shit ton of people that are doing the DX cross chops.
0: <laughs> and
1: excellent and,
0: excellent ladies and gentlemen and, and as always for those of you playing the IndyCast drinking game at home please take a drink for chad and zach turning to dust yeah, that's uh, because <laughs> this is for wrestling memories dx <laughs> um, uh, question number three no you don't have to it happens it happens a lot uh, you are uh somehow ended up on a deserted island uh, but you reach into your bag or whatever, and you find you have one album that you can play. What is the one album you have on your deserted island?
2: Easily, my favorite album of all time, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" by Kanye West.
0: Very nice Excellent. Okay. choice. Excellent choice. Um, now I know uh, Zach had told me that somebody else had asked a similar question to the one I'm about to ask, but I'm going to because it's a bit of an Atlanta institution,
1: and I was going to say, and that's part of the whole shtick of this segment is that we're asking right. questions other podcasts
0: ask, right? Uh, uh what true 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 Disclaimer. so what should we uh so we come to atlanta the varsity apparently is a bit of a, an atlanta institution what should we order
2: um nothing from the varsity
0: okay <laughs> so then, i like it i love that answer okay so then uh, atlanta so then let's change the question slightly atlanta food and and there's a lot of good food out there where, yes. where should we go and what should we get
2: Honestly, and I'm going to be real with you, it doesn't even matter the brand or anything like that. As long as you get you some wings somewhere, Atlanta is known for its lemon pepper wings. Okay, with the <laughs> with the fries too, but with the sauce on the fries as well. You want the lemon pepper wings. Wh- yeah. The, the classic 10-piece combo, I promise.
0: All right, yeah, hey, I like that. Okay. And I'm <laughs> I'm from upstate New York originally, so wings are a thing, but the lemon pepper wings, yeah, I do love a good lemon pepper wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question to the lightning round here and the one we have to ask everybody, Marvel or DC and why?
2: Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I have a cop-out answer. I'm sorry. That's okay. I grew up I grew up on DC. I think they have the better superheroes or super supervillains or just characters in general. I think DC wins on that regard. However, I, I don't know how this happened, but Marvel swooped in and and just took over the film game.
3: So, mm-hmm. it's
2: re- and I love movies, so it's really really hard to to still root for DC when Marvel got the film game unlocked. So I'll say both, but I guess I'm kind of leaning towards Marvel.
0: So, uh, question one, and and Zach, let let's throw your bet up there if you think it's going to be the answer. What's your go to DC character? Ooh. O2? Ah.
2: Ah, I guess Batman. I feel like that's such a
1: cliche answer, but I'm sorry. I gotta gotta go. AC, please, please. We're all friends here. That is an absolutely
0: (laughs) cliched answer. That's the answer that's fucking everybody. (laughs) Which is. I'm sorry. No, that's. We we've joked a couple times about just changing this to, this question to Marvel or Batman and why because everybody everybody's pretty much a Batman fan and we love it like well and that's so. the thing
1: is 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 we so many people are they're so good hearted and they want to say DC but then when they get to the details it's all Batman like it's right. like, oh well yeah. DC yeah because yeah I mean like oh what a rogues gallery you got Joker and you got. Harley Quinn and you got the penguin and Mr. Freeze. like, yeah, but what about Gorilla Grodd? And what about Mirror Master and, you know,
2: and Polka exactly. Dot Man. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. And the only and the only way I even know those guys is from like the the random DC TV shows that you see on There's, the CW network. Of course. I watched we... the flash so, like randomly on a season two, like you'll see that, you know, it's weird. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Which and what which I, I think the flash is is a very interesting character when he's written really well and um yes. I see that we're clearly using him as a catalyst in the movies to do like well, we'll we want to do whatever we want so the flash <laughs> did a backflip and now we can tell the story instead because time works that way but um I think uh there's a in the comics as I just take a weird side thing here uh somewhere along the t- the way we they came up with the idea of like oh well the flash is because there's been multiple flashes throughout right. the generations are so fast that they can outrun death. So then the universe had to create a Grim Reaper flash that could like catch up to speedsters when it was their time. And I was like, <laughs> that's such a bonkers idea that I would love to see in a movie. Like, that's awesome. And I'm hoping we get there eventually.
2: Yes. As long as it's done well.
1: Well true. As yeah. As long
2: as it is done well. I liked his his character growth in uh, the Snyder Cut it was kind yes. of cool seeing a little bit more focus on him, just a tad bit more. So that was pretty cool. Him and Cyborg. him And, Cyborg. and, and
1: cutting out a scene where the Flash lands on Wonder Woman's chest probably did him some favors. <laughs> so,
0: now, Maybe. one thing, I I did see a meme recently that was very interesting that kind of fits what you were saying about Marvel and the movies, is it is it was uh, a lot of people want to make the Avengers, but nobody wants to take the time to make Iron Man first. True. Uh, and I thought that was really like strangely wow. prophetic that you gotta you gotta start with the one building block that may not necessarily like be all of it. But I think that was DC's biggest problem. It's like, well, we made Superman, and we'll make Batman versus Superman, and now we're going to be into the Justice League. It's like, well, yeah, no, maybe you exactly. should have like.
1: But it's I mean, not even that it's, though. It, I it's... agree. They they took
2: the time and they they spent the resources because you're right. Like, you know, Marvel had a lot of. C level characters, I like to call them. Like hey, nobody cared about Iron Man as a child. When I was a child, you know, Nobody watched that. Right, true. It was all X Men and that was basically it.
1: Well, right. X Men and the and the and the various Spider Man cartoons.
2: Oh right. true, true. true. Spider Man as well. Yes, you're right.
0: But yeah, that was basically it. Um Spider Man really I... has had like eight billion cartoon series. Yeah, like they, they will just constantly get those set up. but there.
1: I, I think it's not just a dc thing i think there's all kinds of companies that want that cinematic universe they want that big team-up movie because universal tried yeah. to do it with the 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 dork universe where they were gonna tie all the movie monsters together and they did the same thing instead of going like well we're gonna make whatever the horror equivalent of iron man is and then start from there instead they were like nah This Tom Cruise mummy is also going to kind of be the Avengers, and it was like, "Hey, that didn't work at all."
0: (laughs) Interestingly enough, that meme that I talked about about building Iron Man actually used a picture of Tom Cruise's mummy as the picture behind it. So, well,
1: I had to sit through that (laughs) stupid thing for a different podcast, and the movie literally slams on the brakes like two thirds of the way through the movie to just become Men in Black for fifteen minutes, where it's like, "By the way, there's a whole secret organization." And blah blah, and you're like, "Hey, aren't we supposed to be catch- catching a mummy right now? What the right. fuck are we even talking about? What <laughs> the fuck are we even talking
0: about?" <laughs> so yeah, noty so goody. Now, actually, Zach, I'm going to stick real quick on the on the movie oh, scene okay. here for a little bit since we're on the movie run here. Uh, yeah, AC, you recently put up that the Matrix is your favorite movie. Why? Hmm.
2: Yes. So, oh my gosh, that's such a loaded question. Why? Uh so i i wrote a paper in college and i i think neo is jesus Mm -hmm. and i think the entire movie of the matrix is like it's like the bible and you know he he's coming back it's his second coming and obviously he's able to manipulate the entire matrix to his doing and he's the savior you know there were so many comparisons but i just thought it was really cool i've always loved Martial arts, too, I've always been a fan of of fighting and and this and that, whether it be video games or movies or whatever the case may be, but um, they incorporated that, and then just the the idea of like damn, is this world real? you know like in the future 'cause it it seems like that's where we're going anyway with a i you know is this inevitable is this are we real are they real like it it was just a it was just a great concept of a movie um and I kind of cheat when I say the Matrix because, like, I can't choose between the first and the second one.
0: Wow! So I just okay. say the,
2: I, yeah, I just say the trilogy as a whole. It's like my favorite movie, the whole trilogy.
0: Now, did you did you like the thir- did you like how it ended with the third one? And are you excited about the the new one? I
2: wouldn't say I like how the third one ended. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you know it. I would have. I would have done it differently, yes. And I am extremely nervous about uh, the remake, just simply because normally remakes just don't work or they're just not needed, you know. And I'm just really nervous because it's really near and dear to my heart. It's my favorite movie of all time. And I just, if it's not going to be better than the original, then why, what are we doing? Why are we here? That's a
1: great question. Right. That's a great question going into any project.
2: Right. Now they and
1: they have
2: a lot of the original cast being a part of it, which makes me feel better. But last I heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lawrence Fishburne is not Morpheus this time around. So I'm like, well, right. what? What? As a as a black man and in the black community like that. Morpheus was a huge, huge deal in the movie because he, you know, Neo is the one, he's the most important one. But who taught him? You know. Very true. And that's important. I'm
1: so, so I've got I've, I've got two questions about the Matrix. Number one, where does the Animatrix fit into this?
2: Ooh, I don't I don't know. I don't, somewhere in the video game, probably. I don't know. That's that's not the right.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just saying because <laughs> that was I remember when that came out, which was like a bunch of mm-hmm. shorts by different creators that all sort of like other ideas that. You know, now that we have established the matrix, what other stories could we tell? I'm just curious. I
2: will will admit, I did not watch that.
1: Oh, you got to! I don't know. I will. Bad. It's not bad. I didn't watch. Um, and then number two, seeing as we're gonna we're gonna loosely say the trilogy is the favorite here, even though we've got some mixed feelings about (laughs) part three. Um, well, but let's be
0: honest. Everybody had mixed feelings about part three. So, So,
1: (laughs) but my question is pop culturally the matrix has been utilized and referenced by so many different people. And now there's like mm-hmm. a whole new language built in pop culture relating to the matrix, like people being red pilled and things like that. Yeah. So does that weigh in at all with your feelings about the movie? Like, obviously it's not the movie's fault that like, Hey, people are weird and they're going to take things and now this is real life or whatever. That's not the movie's yeah. fault. But like, does that weigh in at all for you of like, hey, this movie can't just like exist in a bubble?
2: Um it weighs in. I, I well, I think I get what you're saying. I for me it's a good thing. I I love the fact that it, you know, the movie is that big of a deal and it's so influential that so many other people are referencing it. I like that. I like when people mention it. It's a
1: it's a cultural milestone, reference. I'll give you that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like so that to me that makes me like the movie even more to be honest. I like that it's able to reach so many people and and be referenced. You know, the bullet time, that was a big deal. It was a huge True. deal and and you can still see it today. So uh, for me it's a good thing.
1: Oh, and I was going to say, as a final note on this, when I was in college, I wrote a paper about how I was just kind of trying to, I guess, guess but armchair book Star Wars with various figures of uh, Russian history. So I was like, okay, well, Lenin is Han Solo, and Joseph Stalin is Chewbacca, and I didn't get much farther than that, and I didn't get a great great grade on that paper. <laughs>
2: I like the concept though Like when you brought it up I'm like standing outside of my house Thinking wow I've never heard that comparison before And it makes me It makes me want to start over And be like what is going on here So that's interesting actually
1: I I just feel like there was a certain element of like I don't know you know I just pictured Joseph Stalin with the weird like bandolier And it's just like He's with the chessboard And they're like just let Stalin win And he just like puts his arms behind his head And he's like ma ha 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 and yeah. and then and then you know war crimes or whatever I don't know how history Gosh. works. Um, I, by the way, let, I'm gonna have to let me have put you
2: in the queue. I'm trying to finish Game of Thrones. You can't give me something new just yet. Okay, <laughs> you cannot give me something new just yet.
0: Oh, oh man, man, I'm so sad you haven't. Now we need to have you back on so we can talk about this last season of Game of Thrones when you finish because I'm in, I'll be interested I'm to see what you think about that. Season. Oh, okay. Well, what I'm do you person. think so far I... then?
2: I am mad it took me this long to become a fan uh when i think the first season was in 2011 i think i was graduating high school and like my one of my best friends kept trying to get me into it and it was just what nobody really tells new newcomers to game of thrones is that the first few seasons are very slow it's a very political show Mm -hmm. and nobody really warns you about that so me coming in i was like it was so hard for me to get through it. I was like, okay, I get it. He pushed the guy out the window. It's incest going on. She's a bitch. Like, I get it. But, like, can something happen? you know? And, like, now I'm in the final season. I ju- Matter of fact, earlier today, I just finished the Long Night episode. And oh. holy fuck. <laughs> holy fuck. The amount of emotion that I felt in one hour and a half. That was insane. That was insane. So it's a great, great show. Anybody listening? It's a great, great show. If you've never watched it before, just be patient. I promise, be patient. It all pays off.
1: Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's a pretty uh, – <laughs> Sorry
2: pretty to go off on a cool, rant. Uh, no, <laughs> that's just okay. Say they,
1: they need to steal that blurb and put it on a box set or something. That's uh, – right. Right?
0: So, by the way, I'm going to combine two brief other topics here while they're in my brain real fast here, Um, because he had mentioned – and, Zach, you'll love where I'm going with this one here – we've talked about DC, and he talked about uh, uh, Neo being Jesus – you're going to be at the SCI tournament very soon, and we'll talk about that Absolutely. in just a moment here. When you get there, because uh, a certain friend of this show is going to be at that, uh, is going to be there as well, uh, Zach Romero's dad's favorite wrestler, one Mr. John Davis, is in this year, tr- please, by uh, all means, ask him about uh, his belief that uh, Superman is Jesus and let him have that that's rant true. with you. Uh, he has Ooh. gone on that he ran here on the show before, and it's uh, yeah. it's a it's a lot of fun to listen to. So yeah, uh, when you will, get a chance, give you he will give you, uh, will give you the yeah. TED talk of a lifetime. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Take what he's got. A lot of things that he'll give you. Uh, he'll give you some great stories all around. But yeah, tell him I was on the cast, They said to mention this. And just sit back and relax. It's yes, a blast. put
1: us over first, and then <laughs> yes. ask the question.
0: Exactly. <laughs> got gotcha, 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 you. Got you. You got right. it perfectly. You figured it out, Zach. So, uh, well, since we're mentioning SCI, uh, I know that's coming up very soon here. Um, yeah. Your match, your match changed a little bit uh, from what I what I saw recently here, and that's too bad. But um, tell me a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about your fight, and then what are some of you, based off of what you've seen, what you know, kind of who are you hoping that you do get to fight in uh, in SCI this year?
2: Oh, I, I made no bones about it. You know, I'm not hiding any secrets or anything like that. The one person I want the most is Daniel McCabe. Mm. That's who I want because the last time we were able to have an SCI tournament, I was basically in the. I was basically winning the tournament. I was standing tall, and here he comes out, bloodied and injured, or whatever the case may be, and he made me tap. So we were the finalists the final two and that elimination fatal four way in the finals. And I want my W back. You know, that's that, that trophy should have went to me. So, and I I put it in the caption too, when they, when they made the announcement that I'm in the show, either I win it all or I burn it all. Either.
1: I mean, I mean, really that should be the attitude going into anything in 2021. Either I win it all or I burn it all.
2: Right. (laughs) Jesus.
0: go. Now, let me – so uh, let me ask you also – well, let me – I'll stick with wrestling for a little bit. I'll be good on this okay, one here. Um, <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's, it's sometimes surprising when we do a lot of wrestling stuff in, in, on a wrestling podcast. I know it's weird, but um, also uh, I'm very interested. In, I got to see some clips of the match. I have not watched it all the way through, but tell us a little bit about fighting Shane Taylor because that – from what I saw, Ooh, you guys beat the yeah. snot out of each other.
2: No, well he beat the shit out of me that's all
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: man, that was a that was a fun match. First of all, I love the venue in uh, uh King Clubs. That is a great venue. I, I, I wish every show was in there. Uh, but yes, I got there and Shane was uh he was really, really great and we put the, the story together and it was just effortless. Like it, it, it wasn't stressful. Um I was nervous, but it was a good nervous, you know, uh, the main event of a show for a promotion that, you know, that trusted me to come from out of their region, um, into main event the show. So that was pretty fun. Uh, the match was, I hate to keep using the word fun, but it just, it just was, it worked. It worked. Uh, we, there was magic there to get a Holy shit chant off a of kick out alone. Like that's something that you will remember. Like that, that was pretty dope. Uh, Shane is Shane is good people. Uh, and he put me over after the match and said some good things when, you know, we're all going through the pandemic. We're all having second thoughts or doubts about a lot of things. So for him to reassure that and and, and put those words of positivity out there about me, I do appreciate that. It was a all the stars were aligned that night. I I had a lot of fun.
1: Well, let's continue this 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 gravy train of how great uh AC Mac is. Um so, yes. Let's do that. Action champ for for almost 800 days in the yes. PWI 500 in within like 5 years of of wrestling. Yeah. You're the shit. Like how we... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just yes, he's like you're um, absolutely right. Continue. I, n- more never been more astute than in this moment. Um, but yeah, no, holy shit, that's that's incredible, and like you've really come to this performance art and come in like a bat out of hell, and 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 I'm glad that I'm glad for you that people are able to recognize this so early, and it's not one of yeah. those cases where it's like, you know, you're having to, um. Squander in obscurity for a hundred years, and then it's like, oh, hey, wait a minute, no, oh, he's really great. And it's like, yeah, no, I've been great the whole goddamn time. Um, yeah,
2: it, it's interesting because I feel like that notion has kind of changed. Like when when I came in in twenty sixteen, the people that were on top or well, the people that you heard about had been doing it for fifteen, twenty years. You're right. right, and now I think it's a different cohort. Like even the guys I came in with, some of them are on TV, some of them are signed, others are in PWIs as well. So it's like that whole level, like, it's a a different playing field. It's not going to take 15 years now to have people notice. Mm -hmm. Um, I I guess it's because of the internet and social media and just being able to get content footage out so easily now. I think that helps. But, yeah, overall, I think the days of waiting 15 years for your flowers, I think that's over with. Thank
1: God. Well, that's actually super interesting because one thing that we've – kind of try to discuss with several guests and and something that we kind of talk about off mic is we definitely know, you know, Florida, there's 10 bajillion wrestlers down here. So we've known some wrestlers who get right out of school and, you know, they're wrestling for maybe a year, maybe two years and are crazy discouraged because they're not getting their flowers yet. Like they're eating a lot of shit. And if you ask older wrestlers, they're still in that mindset of, well, yeah, of course, you're going to eat shit. You're going to eat shit for a long, long time until, like, (laughs) you know, the stars align and, you know, you're 12 years in and then suddenly you can be somebody. Um, But, like, obviously the proof is here. The proof of the pudding is in the eating and that's you. So I I think you are right. I think that it doesn't have to be that anymore. But I do think we're kind of in a, it, it feels like an awkward sort of growing pain because I don't think that necessarily every single wrestler who's fresh out a wrestling school is going to immediately jump to like a main event spot. And if they're not, there's something wrong with them. I think there's mm-hmm. still an element of, yeah, no, you're going to have to eat some shit for a while. You're probably not going to win a lot of matches right out of the gate. Like that's <laughs> right, just not right. how, it, and, and that's just from like a, like a wrestling company storytelling standpoint it's like well if there's right. 10 guys that are in this company and your brand spanking new and there isn't a plan for like you're gonna go on a winning streak then like why would you come in and just immediately beat this guy on your debut that's been here and he's been here three years or whatever there's right. reasons for like hey, new guy you're gonna have to eat some shit but i do agree with you that i don't think the concept of yeah you're gonna have to wait a decade before you get anywhere yeah. i don't think that's true anymore so it's a weird in-between and, kind of gray area. But what? But I want to know your and, thoughts.
2: Right, right. So I agree with you. But what's so interesting now is because of social media, because of the internet, because of IWTV, you can come out of out of the school two, three years. You can go out and eat shit, but you can still get over and get noticed while you're eating shit.
1: Now, now here's— Now, whether
2: the—oh, go ahead
1: here's the thing you have just stumbled uh, upon a holy shit i want to talk about this as a <laughs> ted talk moment but finish your thought and we're coming back to that
2: uh well i mean that, that, i mean that's i guess that's basically it but just like once you realize that it's not about wins and losses and, and mm-hmm. it's not about like oh you know this is gonna make me look this way and that way like you 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 can still get over. It. No matter what, I you know, you can go out there and be squashed by their top guy. But if you sell well, you will get noticed. You, you can, your footage can go on Twitter. Twitter is really all you need. Hell, we mentioned Leon Ruff earlier before we started recording. He got a whole ass job from just selling and mm-hmm. eating shit. So, like, I, I think times have changed. And I, I think it's up to the student or the wrestler to recognize that. Just because you're eating shit doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's an opportunity.
1: A hundred percent, a thousand. I could not agree with you more. So, one thing that we push really hard is yeah, the, the, what we call the gimmick guide, but basically like the concept of <laughs> having character, having mm-hmm. having a real sort of focus on yourself as a total package. And to your point mm-hmm. exactly, we absolutely believe that it doesn't matter whether you're winning or losing as long as you have a character and you're clearly telling a story to this crowd that doesn't mean you can't still make money you can't still sell merch like but if you just come out and you're just like hey i'm wrestler guy i just graduated school i probably won't hurt anybody in the ring fingers crossed my name is on my tights and vince mcmahon is gonna call me soon i'm guessing probably i think that's how it's I feel is the biggest mistake coming into things that not having, and that doesn't mean you got to be like a zany cartoon character, but having some kind of persona and some kind of direction is going to help you, whether you, like you said, whether you're eating shit or not, that can still take you places more so than just like, well, it sucks that I'm not winning, but I'm also not putting any effort in like entertaining or being a character.
2: Right. And I know I'm still new. I I consider myself still new and still green. But when people ask me for advice, I always tell them, you need something tangible. Mm -hmm. You need something tangible that the fans can grab onto. I don't care if it's something as simple as a pose. It has to be something that they remember. So when they say, when the casual fan says, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I'll go to that wrestling show. I remember I went last time and I saw that one guy who did that one thing. I like that. Something as simple as that is a hook, mm-hmm. you know. Just like in hip hop, when you when you when they go to the hook, that's the one thing or the first thing you remember about a song. It's the same way with wrestling. So I, I, that's my advice for the most part to to guys who are newer than me. Get something tangible. Find a hook.
0: Let me ask you this too, because obviously you're you're famous for, you're famous for your mouth. Uh, I, I do know that you had mentioned at one point that taking acting classes was one of the things that helped yeah. you out a lot in wrestling. So um, so question one, what was it about acting? And then uh, both Zach and I are both theater geeks uh from yes. way back in the day. Um what type of roles and the like have you have you done through the acting did, class?
1: Chad, you're <laughs> a genius. That is absolutely a question <laughs> I want to hear because I've listened to other podcasts and they mention yeah. it. You're like, yeah, I I you know, I was I did some acting classes of like that, and I did a lot of sports. And then they go, huh. And then they move on. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to know what productions <laughs> right. we're in. I want right. to know, like, the drama. I want to know, like, who talked shit the most. Uh, You know, what kind of backstage drama there was. I want to know all that shit.
2: So there wasn't too much backstage drama other than who liked who and this person tell- like that. Wait person. a minute.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me that your theater program didn't have, like, a blood feud with, like, marching band? You're telling me that wasn't a thing? <laughs> well, so here's the thing.
2: I did a I did an acting program, but it was separate from my high school. Probably, so it was like a community kind of deal. Um, I had no idea that it would help me in the long run, but uh, it, it helped me kind of own my presence, you know, to be able to stand mm-hmm. in a room and just own that space, you know? And, and to speak loudly, speak from your diaphragm, and and, and to mean things when you say them. Um, what, else, what, else, what else was I going to say? Um, as far as the roles, um, I remember playing, I, my first thing was like in a church. And all I did was walk across the stage and say, what's my story? Like, that was my first role, Perfect. I guess you could say. Outstanding. <laughs> I was uh, Santa Claus in a school play. We, we did one where Santa Claus, like, lost weight. So I was able to do, like, a fashion runway kind of thing. Nice. <laughs> amazing. <Santa> amazing. <laughs> I think the biggest thing I did was a uh, August Wilson monologue competition. Oh, really? um, they do one every year. Uh, and we, I got a callback, uh, an honorable mention. And so I was able to go to the Rialto here in Atlanta and and perform. I didn't go to the finals up in New York, but I did get that callback. So I was pretty proud of that. And I did audition for the Kenny Leon Black Nativity play. Um, I got one callback from that, but I didn't get onto the play. And I didn't realize I was so young. Oh, my gosh. And my coach was just like panning me off to places and audition here and do this and do that. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't realize how big of a deal these things were. I was just doing them because, hey, you know, my coach, I'm in this acting class and my coach says I should do it. Uh, But looking back on it, I really wish I explored that even more because I, I enjoy acting. You know, I enjoy performing in general and being able to use my emotions to help convey that to others and help change their emotions, so it was it was pretty interesting.
1: Now, obviously, like you said, you've taken a lot of the tools from you know what you learned and, and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, the acting element is there. But my question is, when it comes to promos and and things along those lines, being someone who is film minded and 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 has the acting, you know, um, tools, does that is that something that particularly you find engaging to do like promo work and things along those lines? Is that something that really kind of speaks to you or is it more like, yeah, I'd rather do it in front of a crowd and, you know, tell the story that way?
2: Ooh, ah, that's a good question. Um, I think it depends on the resources that I have mm-hmm. in general. I think it, by default, I prefer to do it with a live crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, but when promoters, they hit me up and they say, Hey, can you film a promo for, this show on such and such day. I hate doing that because it's just going to be on my phone, you know? And then that's cool. Like, it'll get the point across. But if I'm going to do a recorded promo, I would prefer uh, not like special effects, but I would prefer professionalism. I would, you know, the editing to be really nice and sharp. And I don't just want it to do it on my phone. So if I am going to cut a promo, I would rather it be live. Mm -hmm. I'd rather it be right there with the fans. I'd rather it be you know, right before I do my intro and you know, because w- when are you more alive than that? When are you True. more in character than that? So that yeah, I guess that would that's my answer. That's what I would prefer,
1: yeah. So as a follow up to what we talked about earlier about, you know, having a character and finding a hook, what yeah. are what are a couple of things not to I don't want to reveal the secret sauce by any means, but <laughs> what are some outside of wrestling sources that you've found inspiration for be it you know maybe a, a line from a movie or a song or something yeah. like what, what are outside resources because i feel like especially yes, for a lot of young wrestlers question. they're just focusing on wrestling and it's like no 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 yeah. drawing other stuff
2: yes so first of all i think it's scary how much we are on the same same wavelength because <laughs> another 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 piece of advice i always give is if you are searching for inspiration In wrestling, I suggest you search outside of it. Because if you search within wrestling for inspiration, chances are it's been done already. That's a great point. And it's not a bad thing. But if you are trying to set yourself apart, if you are trying to be great, the greats are always great because they don't have anybody to be compared to. They're in their own lane or they created their own lane. For me... Uh, My inspiration was my favorite artist of all time, Kanye West. Excellent. Kanye West is loud. He's brash. He's arrogant. He's annoying. He's ignorant. And he's a genius. (laughs) All of those in one. uh, I love how imperfect and brave he is. Um, So before I even started wrestling, I knew I wanted to bring his bravado. I wanted to bring his tone to wrestling. And that's why I come out to his music. It helps me get in the character. Um, you know, it's an insecure person who is obsessed with being in the spotlight. And the minute you take the spotlight off of him, oh, okay, now I'm pissed.
3: Mm-hmm. Now
2: I'm pissed. So, uh, you know, I, I love his music. Like I said, he's my favorite artist. And he was somebody that I really, really looked looked to outside of wrestling to inspire the ac Mack character. Excellent. Cool.
0: I love that too, and because I, I I'm picturing that um, the video of him in concert, and he's wearing that like glitter mask, and I forget what, and you'll yes. know what song he is. Oh, where he comes,
2: Jesus mask, yes,
0: yeah, and he just, and he just <laughs> plays the one note on a keyboard that starts, that starts the song up, and the place yes. goes absolutely fucking ballistic, and it's just amazing yes. to to watch that much control over an audience right there. Um, And I'm not even a huge Kanye fan, but that it like it draws you in on that one. And I can definitely see where you're where you're getting that from. So,
1: well, uh, and and not to play, you know, ringside psychologist, but now this also explains your preference for promo work, that if you're if you're inspired by Kanye, then mm -hmm. you want the production value and you're making art. That's what you're looking to make, not like. Yeah. Well, here's my phone and I'm recording in my car and I'll be there on Sunday. You better buy a ticket. Yeah. I can totally see where you're coming from now of like if that's what you picture as like if you if you wanted to cut the promo of the goddamn glitter mask in the one note and you just have your <laughs> phone in your car, then I could see why that could be frustrating. Yeah.
2: Damn, I never even made that connection. That's funny. Yeah? That's well,
1: funny. Ringside Psychologist is my new character motor
2: on. Set. <laughs>
0: That's me. So, well, let, let's I talk about. That. Yeah. Speak, speaking of you on screen here, let's. Um, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna hard cut a little bit here. No, that was uh, but good. You, that was, but you're in. The a, thank you. You're in. A, <laughs> it is almost Olympics time. I'm gonna stick the landing. Um, you're in. A, you're uh, working on a documentary right now called "Out in the Ring." Tell us a little bit about that yes. documentary. You're going to be part of.
2: Um. So that is actually. I'm really excited for it too. It's. It's gonna. It's a documentary about the history of LGBT wrestlers, um, professional wrestlers here in the States. Um, and I, I learned so much about our history. It it was almost embarrassing to a point because, you know, he was mentioning all these names and all these stories and I had never, never heard of them. And I felt so bad about it, but because of that, I was able to learn so much and we filmed a few interviews and It was up in, I was up in Rhode Island for a show and we got so drunk and we didn't know that we were going to (laughs) be, and they were like, yeah, well, let's just do this real quick. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So I'm really interested to see how it comes out. Um, We've been working on it for years, uh, crowdfunding and and just pretty much doing everything we can to help support. So uh, it's going to be coming out soon. We don't have a date yet, but. It, it's it's gonna be great. I'm I'm really excited about the energy put
0: into who, it. Who were some of the people you hadn't heard about that you learned about during the during the filming process?
2: Uh well, the Cassandra. Just and we did the Cassandra stuff mm-hmm. too. So yeah. like just hearing about her, I was just like, wait, this has been right under my nose, you know, the whole time, and I just mm-hmm. didn't know. I felt so bad about it, and then when I got to meet her in person at Effie's brunch, it was just, it was like, wow, like. And now, all of a sudden, we're doing the tournament for it. Everything just kind of moves so fast. And it was just really cool to see. It was really cool to be a part of. And, you know, it's so ironic that it's called Pride. Well, I guess poetic that it's called Pride. Because, you know, the more I learn and the more I do, the more I'm proud of it. So,
0: it's exciting. Definitely. And um, I, I'm interested on your thoughts, especially lately uh, on the representation of and i and i like where it's going the the representation of lgbtq wrestlers currently as opposed to when you started and also and it 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 annoys me that this is actually a thing but the uh (laughs) representation more and more nowadays of of black athletes i and i don't know why in wrestling it was such a weird thing about it but it's becoming more both are becoming so much more of like a mainstream and I hate that term to use but it's the one that's like in my brain right yeah. now but what what but, are your well, thoughts on the
2: right though
0: right so it's
2: it's honestly it's, it is so surreal I know I'm young and I you know I haven't seen much but like in my childhood if you saw gay you you saw one trope mm-hmm. one type of trope if you saw black you saw one type of trope and that was just what it is or what it was and you know, uh, t- to the point where a lot of people didn't even make a fuss about it. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's that's what it is. Um, and even when I came in in 2016, uh, within major promotions, you didn't see black athletes, and if you did, they were more on the either the, the 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 joke, you know, they were the dancer or the hoodlum, or and that's just what it was. And and as far as gay wrestlers, I mean, you you can forget it. I I came out in college. I started to train when I was 23. And then I came out, um, I won't mention anybody's name, but I came out and then they were like, oh, no, 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 don't do that here. You, you, No, don't tell anybody. So I had to go back in the closet for pro wrestling. And that hurt my heart because I love this thing. And here I am becoming who I am. You know, I'm proud, finally, finally proud after 22, 23 years of being in the closet and now I have to go back in. So that hurt. And in just a short span of time, now, five years later, we have whole shows, you know, catered to LGBT talent, catered to African-American talent. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, we can look at the numbers, but I think Effie's Brunch might be the biggest, you know, cash getter or big t- biggest ticket sales as far as GCW goes.
1: Well, well I was gonna yeah, say you, you, came right. <laughs> was like, you came down for mania I say you came down Mania and you worked both uh the big gay brunch and uh for the culture
2: right right and it's just so cool to see it's so cool to be a to be a part of both and and man man to have our own shows it, it's so crazy within the past year two years I'll be safe and say two years and and we've been. To see that many black wrestlers, and now we have lists coming out to top five hundred this and and this and that. I didn't even know there were that many of us. Right? Isn't that crazy. I didn't even know that were that there were that many of us. That's crazy. And we're popping up everywhere, and it's and, and they're talented black wrestlers too. They're not just black wrestlers just for the sake of being black. They actually, you know, produce. They actually contribute to the shows that they're on. So that's what I'm excited about. And the same for LGBT talent too. People like Ashton Star out there killing it. Billy Dixon killing it. He's like a Spike Lee's performing and producing. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's, it is it is mind blowing to to see to the point where I almost don't believe it because it happened so fast. So fast. But we're here. We ain't turning back.
1: Well, and I think part of that goes to what you're mentioning, you know, even let's say five years ago that, you know, there's a bajillion wrestling companies in the U.S. alone and every one of them, like you said, have, you know, minimal representation at the time of, like you said, maybe one or two African-American athletes, maybe a gay athlete, maybe. And even then we're like tiptoeing around it kind of thing. And then to right. suddenly to suddenly sort of just make this call of like, yeah, we're not doing that shit anymore. We're definitely just we're gonna carry this. We're we are just right. as valid in wrestling as any other athlete coming into this. And then it felt instantaneous because there were so many the whole time. But everyone kind of existed in a bubble. Every company was like, yeah. Well, here's our one of each, and we've That's all we're doing, and no more. And it's like, okay, well, whenever (laughs) check that box is now. Yeah, we nailed it. Got it. Great. No one can be mad at us. And here we go. Yeah. Um, not realizing, and 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 that's part of like, I mean, Florida has that as an issue in terms of there at before the pandemic. There's like sixty plus companies all existing in Florida, and none of them are communicating with one another, other than maybe talking some shit online. So. When there's not a territory like there used to be, you lose that communication. Mm -hmm. So I think it came down to things like Big Gay Brunch and For the Culture and these other uh, shows to really showcase like, hey, there's no shortage of great, talented individuals who also happen to be this other group that we're representing here. And once that group communication happened that's why i think it happened so instantaneously because i agree it went from like zero to a hundred now it's like holy shit yes. here we go um
2: right right
1: but it's not Even like for me but it's not like, like oh, there's like some secret underground school that was like training lgbtq wrestlers and african-american right. wrestlers and hiding them it was just we suddenly everyone could just stand up and be like no we're it this is it and yeah. amazing amazing um and actually this past week, Perot, had actually uh, uh, put some messages out on social media that he was also appreciative of like, hey, we've made a ton of strides in, in a very short amount of time in terms yeah. of a representation in, in wrestling. But his point was, we're not there yet on the TV side. That there's not, like the representation, still as much amazing, amazing progress that's been made. Yeah. That, the job isn't done yet. And I thought that yeah. was really interesting to see that because you kind of get caught up in the celebration part of it of like, Hey, right. they, they just announced like a Chicago show. Like, Holy shit. Yes, um, But to know that it's like, okay, yes, but we're not done yet. There's right. still, there's still more to do. And all things are not equal quite yet. And so that's, it's a nice reminder. I don't look at that as like a negative or a pessimistic yeah. way. kid. I look at that as like a, yeah, you know what? This we're, we're, it's not like you know one swipe and we're all clean and it's all ready to go. It's like no, no. There's still more work to be done, but holy shit, the progress that's been made. Yeah, it's amazing.
2: I think that's where the beauty and the struggle comes into play because now, you know, you, it's kind of like respecting the grind. Like we're still yeah, at true. it, and and we love the fact that we're able to change the world in the process. So it's kind of a poetic beautiful kind of thing that we're not there yet i don't i don't think we oof, we're recording so i'll ho- I <laughs> oh, be now. in trouble but i don't think we want to be there yet and i know that sounds super super weird but like it, it's something magical in 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 being able to to change the world and and to see it in the process to be able to look over your shoulder and be like wow this happened so fast but we still got this to go true and to just enjoy that, to enjoy being a part of the journey of making it happen.
1: And I mean, from, from, from the other side of the um, guardrail, I guess, to have <laughs> Ooh, these nice, things, nice,
2: actually, I like that.
1: <laughs> to have these sweeping major changes, anything, again, we're recording anything that makes it, <laughs> less shameful to be a fan of wrestling is always a good thing. Yes. To not not have to, okay, yeah, but ignore that part. Anytime you can say that less is only a positive.
2: I 100% agree. Why is pro wrestling considered lowbrow? Right. Why is it at the bottom of society? We got to change that. No matter whether it's about LGBT, black talent, or the storylines that are used, whatever the case may be. Overall, I agree with you one hundred percent. I don't like that pro wrestling is not as cool as Marvel in society that bothers me
1: that's like that should be the goal. Yes, I think that's what we should all be working
0: towards yes yeah. oh, no, so i de- I so definitely want're
2: with this podcast
0: and i definitely, <laughs> i definitely want something you know because i'm you know and, and Zach, you know I'm dealing with like two interracial girls here at home that you know my kids i want stuff to be able to you know to show them and be and get them to be excited about it and be interested in you know the wrestling thing daddy's interested right. in and and you Not know that, that they
2: can relate to
0: absolutely and the more they can see but you know my kids love you know right now because on tv wise is like people like sasha banks and the like are people that you know look more like them they don't have blue hair obviously but you get the idea uh um, you know <laughs> <Not> so, <yet. laughs> yeah. you, no you hold the line chad you hold the goddamn line <laughs> actually cheyenne cheyenne just got a bunch of like um like color things for her hair in Goodness. for her birthday so it's it's probably coming faster than i want it to um but she turned 11 so we'll, we'll get there but yeah no like i said i i love the fact of what you know what's been what's been coming up especially on the independent scene has been giving me a lot of things to to definitely be proud to look at but and 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 point my point my girls to, and thank god my 11 year old loves to come to indie shows with me um so you know hopefully that'll that'll keep up so
1: well and 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 let's you know i guess we can kind of put a pin in this in this segment now but like let's call it what it is the excuse of well it was a different time is bullshit and it's over (laughs) We can't use right, yeah. that anymore. We can't say it was a different time fucking twenty nineteen. Like that ain't gonna right. work. Like that's right. right. That shit you say when you see something from the thirties and you're like, oh my god. Like right. that's that's the time when that's appropriate. Not now. That shit's over. So now it's we move yeah.
0: forward. This isn't Archie Bunker. Well,
1: you see, well, back in the, a yeah, <laughs> the society was No, we're not doing that
0: anymore. Right. No, nope. yeah, do better the Do end. better wrestling. The end. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna tweet that. <laughs> uh, that's gonna make wrestling,
2: my wrestling the end.
0: That's, <laughs> that's gonna make my day if you tweet that. Are you kidding me? Now, so, now uh, Chad. Chad, yes, we've sir. got
1: we've got a couple other questions here on the docket, and I am so interested to see how you're gonna stick this landing on the uh the the tonal shift here.
0: Uh ooh, I'm uh, are you looking at the, the, the second one from the bottom there or do you yes. want me to go to the Okay. Yes. Um how do I sh- how do I shift that? So just pull um, that band-aid off. <laughs> no, I'm gonna find a way to segue this, goddammit. Uh oh, okay. so uh so uh, well we you know we, we I don't know how to stick the landing. Um I'm giving up on it. I'm gonna fall on this go one. Ahead. Uh we're gonna just completely rip the band off. Uh who's your go-to uh Mortal got Who's your go-to Mortal Kombat character? Yeah, who's your main?
1: Oh.
2: Who is my main? I mean, Sub-Zero. And I another cliche answer, but like it's 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 the it's for real. That's my honest to God answer. I like Sub-Zero.
0: Is Mortal Kombat your favorite fighting game or do you do you like one of the others that are out there?
2: Um, so I like Dead or Alive. Have y'all heard of that? Of course. Okay, so it's I like the the controls are a lot more fluid.
3: Mm, you can mm-hmm. do
2: counters and stuff like that. Like the, they're they're actual combos instead of choppy. Like oh if you press the button the same time, it's the it. Or if you press the button multiple times, you get the same animation. I don't like that. So like the Street Fighters, I don't really play that. Uh, I I fuck with Tekken. I like Mortal Kombat, but if I had to pick one, it's Dead or Alive at the top.
0: Interesting. Actually, look, And Zach, I think I think I found a new segment We're going to have to start playing for other people now it's, And it's who's
2: not your... because of the titties is
0: it? <laughs> Come on! The I physics
1: engine! The physics I'm engine there. Yes, the
2: physics engine as a whole Yes, but I'm not there for the titties I just want to make
1: that note <laughs> That
0: needs to be the blurb On like the game of the year edition <laughs> I'm not here for the titties The fighting's really good Uh so okay, so Sub Zero is your main on that. Who's your main on Tekken? Yeah. Oh, good
2: question. Hooray.
0: Uh, oh, oh, great answer.
2: Oh, great answer. Those kicks, brother. Those kicks. Yeah. Great
1: answer. I'm here for okay. it.
0: Okay. And let me and let me ask about one that. And yes, I'm old and I'm I'm way behind in life. I understand that. Uh, but uh, a, a game I've just been finally starting to get really introduced to recently here, thanks to my daughter's birthday here. Who's your main on uh, Smash Brothers?
1: I thought you were gonna say like Pac-Man or Contra. Yes, yes, Contra. Uh oh. So I have a confession to make. Oh, here we go.
2: (laughs) But you gotta promise not to. You gotta promise not to attack me.
0: No. 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 No, We're not promising that. Fuck. I'm promising shit. No. Yeah. No. We're not gonna attack. And let's put it this way. If if what you're about to admit is you've never played it before, that's okay because legitimately up until two days ago, neither had I. So you're Well
2: I I I think I got something worse than that. That, Here we go.
0: Oh, this is what I've been waiting for. Come on now. Let me get comfy.
2: I I am not at all a fan of Nintendo.
0: Okay. Really?
2: The the entire Genre, the entire system, all of its games, all of its consoles. I just don't like it. I'm sorry. Okay.
0: So now you've I got know. no problem with us. Now, former guest Big Game Leroy may have some, may have <laughs> some questions for you. I've
1: heard it here. We've just yeah. set up the feud of the goddamn oh, century. Lee- um, <laughs> um, <laughs> how, do how, how do we get that? How do we get that?
2: I'll come out. And- my playstation
1: hat and i'll do the whole intro there you go i was just about to say like so what were you playing instead because again you're different age than than chad and i so again chad was playing pong i was playing you know nintendo and
0: Sega. You Ten- know i'd be pissed at, i would be pissed at that if you weren't right i, uh, I, nailed, <laughs> I nailed it um the- I did. I did have the old Activision, like fifty six hundred. That was my oh. first gaming go console bed, when I was a kid.
1: Jesus, go to <laughs> bed. <laughs> All right.
0: I'm gonna drink my prune juice right after this episode. It's done. <laughs> Don't worry.
1: <laughs> so What were you playing? What, what What were the games that you were playing? Or, um, I guess game systems. So I guess. the
2: consoles that I yeah yeah yeah. So I kind of ping ponged back and forth between Xbox and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And then okay. I I had a three sixty and I had the. I, the red rings of death or whatever oh it's called my god yeah and that kind of that turned me off from xbox completely so since then i've just been team playstation
1: interesting interesting okay i'm not mad at that i'm not mad at that
2: yeah oh also another fighting game that we missed was Soul Calibur. i played a lot of those old games
0: um oh, yeah.
2: that was my favorite guy on that one.
0: oh good just yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> good choice on that too no <laughs> that but yeah a, that uh, yeah. We're gonna make "Who's Your Main" a a new segment that, yes, on the show, absolutely. by the way. Yes. Also, uh,
1: I love the it. the hidden uh, third host of the show, Luna, loves Soul Calibur. That was always a big game of hers. hers- but she likes the more Let modern one would down. be. She likes uh, Injustice is 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 a more modern one that she digs, which is just fucking Mortal Kombat with DC characters. Um, right,
2: right, right, right.
1: You know who will kick one, actually.
0: You, you know who will kick your ass in Injustice though my 11 year old she will rip you, she yeah. will rip you to shreds in that it's really scary how good she is at that game go tell uh, her to
1: go tell her to finish dying her hair and then i'm going to drop a goddamn fatality right. on her
0: die nice. uncle Zach's coming over to fight you in injustice and, and he,
1: he unplugs the two player controller it. and he's a cheating bitch
2: please film man tag me there you go that's You're done cool
1: one and, watch, and watch done this, watch this podcast host daughter cry because this other <laughs> man is an
0: abuser there you go enjoy no worry. uh zach i i hate to do this but i i think we might be needing to move into the uh, trevin adams memorial question what is your thoughts sir?
1: agreed agreed
0: excellent sir so, so uh go, go ahead, ahead. No, no, you did. i I'm
1: oh. touching my nose. You can't see it, but I'm touching my nose.
0: So okay, you Okay, well, that's okay. It's my question normally anyway, so I'm oh. okay with that. So, uh, yeah, let me definitely ask the uh, Trevin Adams Memorial question, even though one Mr. Adams is obviously not dead. Trevin, if you're listening, hi there. Uh, so, uh, AC Mac, the, the question goes thusly. Uh, it is late at night. You're uh, doing the drives. You've just uh, had a wonderful match, uh, and you probably won, of course, as should be expected. Uh okay. But as you're – as you're driving you, <laughs> right. you've got a little you've got a little rumbley in your tumbly, uh and you uh you come over a hill and you see a shining beacon of food goodness in front of you is that shining beacon a sheet, or is it a wawa
2: Oh uh, Oh I don't really have a preference between the two I'm sorry I'm a QT guy I'm from Georgia <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. So
0: uh, so that's I okay.
2: Wawa, I know I've been to I think I've been to more Wawas than Sheets. So okay. like, my answer is Wawa.
0: Okay. So then, let me since you're not familiar with both, I will go to the I will go to the backup version of the question. Uh would it either be uh IHOP or Waffle House? Oh, damn it.
2: I love both. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um I got to go Waffle House. I got to go Waffle House.
0: And what is your to, what is your to to go waffle house order? What is the one you always get when you get in there?
2: <laughs> That's so funny. I get the Fiesta omelet with everything and the mushrooms. Yes, I'll pay extra with uh white toast and hash browns.
0: That's no, a, a good raisin order. Raisin and how do you...
2: Sorry, raisin toast.
0: <laughs> now, how do you do the hash browns?
2: Oh, just regular hash browns, nothing. You in, just do um, plain,
0: really. I just do okay. Plan. I
2: just do well. I just do plain because, like, the omelet like has everything in it.
1: Okay, good point. You know, yeah, and also he's not going to get suckered into paying like sixteen dollars for goddamn hash browns. Exactly. Like, the the right. the add ons add up quick. All
2: the wrestling. True, true. <laughs> But we as wrestlers, we really try to work on the waitress and, you know, hey, we're wrestlers, look at my belt, like, hey, we'll put you, <laughs> we, we do whatever we can to make sure we are I didn't
1: realize that there. that's how you get to the secret menu is, hey, look, I got to get oh, extra room for my goddamn is. title here.
2: Listen, Jeez. free chocolate cake from
1: Waffle House? I mean, is the best chocolate cake. There's perks. There's perks to being champ. That's what they we're have, learning here. Yes.
0: Like we've been to yes. Waffle House with wrestlers before. How have we never seen this gimmick go over? Then we, we don't go with the main eventers. That's bad. The problem. We problem. It's, it's with
2: Austin Theory. Us riding around him and him getting his way because he looks like that. So yes.
1: I was gonna say <laughs> if you told me that Austin Theory walks into a Waffle House shirtless with the title on. And demands chocolate cake for free. I would believe you. So, I would believe you.
2: I am going to say this publicly, and I, I know we're recording. That has happened at least, <laughs> at least three times in rural Georgia. Nice. All right, and that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say.
1: Oh, amazing. Amazing. All right. So let's really get really tone deaf here. Let's completely <laughs> shift gears and get real sad. Uh Uh-oh. shout out to former uh show on the network, The Satitude Era. Yeah. Um in this incredible performance art that uh that we all uh participate in and know and love is professional wrestling, we lose a lot of talent early. And so with that being said, who is a talent, be it wrestler, manager, whomever, who was involved in wrestling, who is no longer alive, that you would have loved to have worked with? Ooh, oh my gosh, just one? Just one, and let's see if you uh, really pull the hat trick on answers we've heard 10,000 times. <laughs> oh.
2: oh, well, no pressure there, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have one, but I feel like it's another obvious, cliche answer, so I'm going to try to think hard. Um, oh, my
1: gosh.
2: Uh, You know what? I'm going to go with Macho Man Randy Savage.
1: Okay, okay. Now, when you think of Macho Man in your mind mm-hmm. palace, what version mm-hmm. of Macho Man do you picture?
2: So, <laughs> him and his prom be- before WCW.
1: Okay. Now uh, he's in
2: a WWF and he has all the bright colors. Not the NWO and not the black and white, but like,
0: Okay. yeah. Like Slim Jim era Macho Man with the, the cowboy yeah. hat and everything? Okay.
2: Yes only because i want him at his absolute best at his super baby face as possible so i can play the heel and we can do such a, a, a dichotomy of a story and just and just really hone it in old school so
1: that's why <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Um and then final question here we here at the indie cast believe that every animal in nature has certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival so like giraffes have long necks rhinos have big horns etc etc so with that being said we believe that human beings as an animal their evolutionary trait is their ability to use tools so Uh oh ac mac if you could fight any animal what would it be and what What? weapon would you use
3: (laughs) what would it be uh
1: and what weapon would you use
2: Um, I would fight a turtle because it's probably the only animal I could actually beat.
1: Okay, okay, <laughs> good start, good start. And then, what weapon are you are you bringing as an insurance policy?
2: I would bring my wrestling boots. So I can kick the shit out of it
1: <laughs> and,
2: and, and easily
1: win. Wow, good, man. excellent, I feel excellent. Like that was
2: the only question the whole time that stumped me. Holy, <laughs>
0: man, I
1: could eight years, eight years strong. That question. So yep. you know what? It's doing
0: what? its job. We've stumped I'm a lot of people now. with it. <laughs> uh, well, AC Mac, this is the part of the episode where uh, one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in. Uh, let people know yes. where they can find your social media, where they can get your merchandise, et cetera, et cetera. The floor is yours.
2: Yes. Yes. So I, I'm on everything. I'm on Pro Wrestling Tees. What a Maneuver. Um, both of those you can go to the store and just search ac mac my shirts are there um i do have a new one with the collaboration with mayday a comic book uh artist up in dc uh with me as the riddler um hit me up personally on any type of social media for that link um ac mac everywhere twitter instagram facebook tiktok snapchat i'm on it all um i got a lot of I can't really make the announcements, but I'm going to be in a lot of different cities coming up, uh, New Orleans, uh, Chattanooga, Chicago, they' trying to get out to Vegas and the West Coast, but those are some cities you'll be able to, to catch me soon within the next few months, so that's me, that's my shit.
0: We need some sunshine state in that one, too. Huh? Yes. And didn't hear Florida there, you know but what? we're going to make that happen. So. And I
2: was down there for Mania Week, but you're right, I haven't... I haven't been down there for any other shows. Well, we we're on down. We'll, I was in we'll... talks with a few people, but it kind of fell through. It didn't work.
3: Hmm.
1: Huh. Mm. Huh. So I, I don't know. What, I feel like we're all just look, making the same face right now. We can't look <laughs> each other. Hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, come on down. We'll take you to Universal. Yeah. Um,
2: yes, please, please, please. And, please. Uh, I haven't been in so long. Yeah. We'll make
0: it happen. What What's your go to? Real quickly, then we'll end. What's your go to oh, ride right oh, at Universal? Jesus.
2: Well, hell, it's probably changed so much now. But back then, it was the mummy.
0: No, it's well, still there.
2: I don't know. I was, here's a Is spoiler for you. Okay.
1: The mummy's still there, Uh-oh. and it's still fucking amazing.
2: Yes, Twister was good. I remember the Spider-Man ride. The Hulk ride was insane. Um, I heard they moved Fire and Ice, and now it's a whole Harry Potter thing.
1: Yeah. Well, that's true. Here's the thing. Yes, but here's the thing about. Uh, The Spider-Man ride. The Spider-Man ride is so good that they fucking copy and pasted it and put it in the other park. Oh. So what I mean by that is is. there's a Transformers ride at Old Universal now. I'm like, okay. Movie Michael Bay Transformers ride. That's cool. Whatever.
2: Old Universal. What do you mean?
1: So, So, okay. So at Universal, there's two parks. There's Universal Studios and there's Islands of Adventure. Right. So old Universal is what I call not Islands of Adventure. Because that was around, that park's been around since like 93. So that's the one that's got the mummy and Harry and it's got uh, other. Sharks.
2: Okay. Okay. That's the one I'm familiar with. Okay. okay,
1: So the Spider-Man ride was in Islands of Adventure, which is the other park that's like right next door to it. So the whole rigmarole. Oh. And now this is a whole other podcast. So now, so <laughs> we, right. so we, Sorry, guys. we made the Spider-Man that's ride. The holy shit, it's great. Then Universal in California was like, oh shit, we want that. And they're like, okay, great. And then, you know, 12 years went by and they were like, you know, we could really probably polish this ride technology up and and basically do it again. So they made a Transformers ride. And then our Universal was like, hey, that Transformers ride looks awesome. We want that. So then they brought it here, but it's the exact same track the exact same ride car <laughs> and the same beats as the Spider-Man ride, but it's got fucking robots in it instead.
2: Yo, that's so funny. They're like, oh, they'll still pay for it. They
1: do, but I'm telling <laughs> and you, they do. If you, if you watch it on yeah. YouTube, basically yeah. at the fucking beginning of the ride, goddamn Optimus Prime turns around and it's like, tonight could be the most dangerous night of my life, and you're, like, it's the same fucking script as the Spider-Man ride. It's just that's with robots so, instead. so It's two versions of the same ride. I've got to go back. I, I feel like uh, th- if that little way too much goddamn information tidbit scratched an itch, then let us know because I'm chock full of that. <laughs> and yes. we give you the full tour.
0: I'll, I'll send you links to previous to previous episodes of us of us
1: talking about theme parks. Yeah. Um, I'll so... tell you about how on the mummy ride, if you look up during the ride, you can see the track from the original King Kong ride that used to be there. Because when they decided to gut it, they went to pull the track out and the ceiling of the building started to cave in. So they were like, fuck it, we're just leaving that track up and we'll just build around it. Oh, like, wow,
2: I, I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, there's all kinds of shit. There's a there's a statue of King Kong in the treasure room of the mummy ride as an homage. Like, again, <laughs> unbelievable amounts of bullshit that I know. And we will tell you it all when you come down. to. There you go. <laughs>
2: that, that is intriguing. Yeah, I've got more questions. I'll hold off for now.
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> interesting oh <laughs> uh, well uh an amazing episode it's uh, yeah it was. Chad it's been fantastic to have us back in this little uh formula again at your back from your spirit quest and uh AC you've been an incredible guest and so for everybody listening Thank uh definitely subscribe to our social medias as well definitely keep your eyes on 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 AC Mac just the goddamn future right here right here on our show
0: <laughs> and uh until next time, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I am, as always, Chad Allen. I am Zach Romero. Uh, until next time, everybody. We always say, "Doosies." Well, hope I don't poop today.
1: Hercules Mulligan. A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films.
2: Pardon me,
1: might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you <laughs> fucker. Fuck? Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass
0: Meryl Street. We, we are touching wieners, we're touching wieners,
1: touching wieners do. professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold
3: Steve Austin.
1: Birds don't give a fuck about your life.